welcome back. Welcome back. Hi. How does it feel to be back in the States? It, it feels great. <laughs> what a weird week last week was. It you was. Know, it was just such a like emotionally volatile week for me. <laughs> Ditto. How did you how did you feel? Were you up and down at all? Um yeah, I mean I tried to sort of um run away from it. And, yeah. I mean it was it was fairly easy to do because I wasn't tied to my phone. Service is really terrible where I was. Um, and in fact, I was at the airport in Cancun on my way back when the, it was called. Oh, and um, so that was pretty exciting to know that I was like coming back to um, personal elation. You know, uh-huh. like not yes. everybody was happy with the news. Right. But I personally was. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just overall there's still like this fog of sadness for me because you know i do think that the election revealed that there's a lot of people in this country that i really disagree with and um and that makes me sad because for me it's not even political anymore it's just about like a a human to human sort of thing yeah and you know obviously i can't you can't look at the number of votes and be like well all of these people voted for him for bad reasons um but it just it does make me sad. Like I was kind of really hoping that it would just be this like the landslide thing that didn't turn out to be. Yeah. Um. So now it's like we all have to just you know both sides we have to figure out our path forward and it cannot like it just I hope that uh, my hope is that like we're not being driven by divisiveness like that there is. And I, it's not as easy as being like, okay, now you guys, let's unite. I just don't think that's going to work. But um, I do think that if like we're being led by unity, then maybe um, some of this damage can be repaired. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's an overall thing that everyone could say, no matter who you voted for, the divided nature of our country this past year has been hard yeah. on everybody yeah. from every side. So... I'm hopeful too that whatever um, happens in the next couple months and then over the next couple years is that we can just all unite back into yeah. a really I, amazing democracy. I also just hope that um, politics um, doesn't uh, remain like the number one form of entertainment for our country. This like, is not a reality show. Yeah, this, like I yeah. watched, I watched so much stuff last week that I was like, is this fucking real life? Yeah. <laughs> like what well, is go, happening right now? You just go right on the now. news and everything was about Trump yeah. and the elect and like the run up to the election and the election and Well, it blah, still blah, blah. is. It's still all right. about I, I how they're that, interacting now and all right. of that stuff. I hope that once the transition happens that like politics isn't just the only thing the news is covering. Sure. Um, because you're waking up and like it's more back to normal politics and yeah. it's not as interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, this kind of leads into the topic. We were going to talk about these f- topics flip flop, but we'll just switch it up because we're sort of going into it. But it is overwhelming how big of a deal this has been on the news and our just it's everywhere you look it's everywhere you go and you're talking to people or you're standing at the water cooler which I guess a lot of people aren't doing anymore because of COVID but like it's just so much this year and I asked yesterday on my Instagram how that's affected people relationship wise and like I was thinking also 
how are people's sex drives right now? Because politics and all of this like divisiveness, like you said, is just completely emotionally overwhelming. Yeah. For me, at least it has Exhausting. been. Yeah. What was your initial thought be on that question? I mean, I would think that, um, I mean, personally, I haven't been like interested in dating. Yeah. I don't know if it's a result of politics though, but just trying to answer that question from my perspective Maybe it has been like maybe the way that I've like been feeling. And it's funny because when I was in Mexico, I did have this amazing massage and it's supposed to unlock you. Mm -hmm. And that night I was like at the restaurant, we were like having dinner and the people that I was with were like, oh my God, you are unlocked. Like this is, where have you been? Like, I was like turned, ready to go, Turn like up. hitting on the waiter, like... <laughs> Um, what would and, you say? And, what was your pickup line? Um, I would love to have seen that. Where'd you get those that. muscles? No, that's Chip's favorite pickup line. When he sees a cute guy, where'd you get those where'd muscles? You get those muscles? <laughs> um, but, um, I, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if it was the massage or the fact that I'd stepped away from this. Yeah, the heaviness. Like the heaviness of sure. like what life has been for the last several years. Um, so maybe it has had an impact on me. Um, because there has been like a hopelessness, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, um, I, you know, I'm just hoping that that cloud of hopelessness will be lifted and I'll feel better about myself and everyone will feel great about themselves and well, maybe there's more sex in my future. Sure. Cause it's so confusing to me. Like what is actually the culprit of my heaviness because there's so much stuff, right? Like it's literally been back to back and the second you get a sense of relief, it's like, like actually over the weekend as I felt relief because like we had an answer last week was so terrible. The back and forth, the back and forth, like that was so draining to me. I remember going to a workout class and with, this is with one of our friends. I'm probably going to get annihilated now that I said that, but I wore a mask by the way. Um, but I went to this class and a friend of ours was there with me and he is not emotional ever. Like I've never seen him cry. He barely ever cries in his life. And I literally looked at him at one point and he was like teared up. And I'm like, what, are, what is happening? He was so drained. Cause it's just like, you're checking your phone constantly. You're like in the midst of this argument back and forth and back and forth. And it's just so heavy and it's so defeating to me. Like it was just so emotionally draining. And so I know for me personally, Last week, I was not interested in sex. Like, I was just like, I just want to go get in my bed and cry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you could go one of the two extremes. Yeah. You could also just, like, throw caution to the wind and, like, um, you know, approach sex with, like, reckless abandon because of hopelessness, you know? Sure. Like, there's nothing left to lose kind of mentality. I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, too, just emotionally like relationship wise like even friends and family it's like n no one wants to think that they're wrong you know in these sure. situations and well, everybody like has their reason why they're a hundred percent and it's i it's I, I don't know that it's um it's not often not my place to feel like i need to change people either like right so it's like how then do you reconcile it within your own life well, you I know? can't imagine if you were dating or married to a person who believed in the other candidate this year. Yeah. How the fuck do you survive that? I, I mean, I I had told myself because I was really upset that I'd found out that my all of my family were voting opposite of me. Yeah. 
And I said, fuck it. If Trump wins, I'm not going to go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving. See, look and my at plan that. was How to go home for Thanksgiving you. and stay the whole time. Wow. But you know, it's I started thinking about just like my own path to where I am today. And I was like, wait a minute. I was the one that for 25 years of my life, like had to hold a secret because I was scared that somebody was my family right. wasn't going to love me. Right. And now for the last 20 years of my life, I've, you know, I'm the one that has to suck it up and just like hear some terrible things that sometimes people from my hometown say when I'm home and like, you know, don't, I know it's an argument. I'm not going to win there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of being the one that has to suck it up and the one that has the consequences. So there you go. Like if this goes the way that I'm, that I'm not going to feel good about being at home, the consequences are theirs. I'm just going to stay here for Christmas. Yeah. Um, And thankfully I get, I do get to go see my family um, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping that politics isn't a huge part of the conversation, but I'm sure it will come up. Um, but at least I can lay my head down at night and know that it's changing and that the right person is going to be in the white house for me, for you. Yeah. I mean, I think like you said earlier, it's so interesting because I have never been the person like, you know, my family has voted separate or, you know, like my, not my immediate family, but my bigger family has voted differently than I have in the past. We just don't talk about it. Or like I've had friends who vote differently. We just don't talk about it this year. Everything felt so much more personal and like so much more. Um, what's the word where you just feel so convicted about yeah. your side. And I think both sides felt that. And so it was very divided. And anyway, we got a lot of messages back from these people and it's sort of what you were saying. Like there's two ways that it could go. It was either, there were some people like this girl, this, this girl's name is cinnamon. So, oh, oh, spicy. I like um, yeah, it is spicy. She said, Oh girl, it helped. It helps me just forget about all the bullshit and I can just focus on what makes me happy, which is sex. And that actually, I was like, you know what? That's right. Like maybe if you are in the same place as your partner and you're like, okay, sex makes me happy. Let me just turn the fucking news off for a second and zone out and let's like love on each other. That actually... Well, and if you're, if you see eye to eye politically, then it's like you it can you're actually like, then sex is like an amazing connector That's too. true. That's and a great point. You at least then feel like you're going onto the battlefield, which is right. life at this point. Mm-hmm. With, like, a soldier standing next to you, you know? I mean, that's such a look serious that, analogy. Yeah, analogy. What is that a song, too? I was just oh. thinking Life is a Battlefield. Like, that sounds Love very, is a Battlefield. Love is a Battlefield. I knew that was something. <laughs> Life is a Battlefield in 2020. What I was going to say earlier, and I sort of got sidetracked, was, like, literally, what is it that is emotionally draining to you this week? You just don't fucking know. Because right. it's one thing after another. I mean... Last week was the election. This week, I'm trying to go back to work. We have the CMAs here in Nashville. And it's been hardcore with this people COVID shit. Like people, are COVID. people are dropping like flies. And Poor so, Lee Bryce. He won. I know. He won and was going to perform. Are we allowed to say that out loud? No, it was, he, um, it was he, announced. It was, okay, it was okay. one of the earlier ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's, been a, there's been a lot of artists who've had to drop out. Luckily, my artists are okay. But we've had to be super careful. Yeah. We all had to get tested multiple times you have to wear a mask a shield and all of that is heavy too like I just want to be able to go in and do my job you know and I know that sounds so whiny but I'm just like you want to go in and know the program because like 
that's why we're good at our jobs. We've been doing them for so many years. Right. And like, I know the deal, know what to expect, know how to do it. And this year, all of that's gone it's out all, the window. All, 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 I thought it was funny when uh, we're sidetracking a little bit, but Mary Hilliard posted a photo last night and I had yeah. to click on who was who because oh, we all had those shields on shields in the reflection. Yeah, Dirk's, like, Dirk's took I a picture of our whole team and he's obviously the only one not in a mask because he was performing and he was like, I'm sitting there like powdering him, touching him up. And he like looked at me and just started laughing. He's like, this is so weird. You look like a robot. Like what is life right now? So then we all took a picture. Um, I'll post it later actually, but it's, yeah, it's just such a weird year. And that was coming on the heels of the election stuff. So I was already like this weekend, I kind of like fired back up. You know, I remember talking to my boyfriend being like, all right, like, one thing down, we got to just keep going through. Like we're almost to the end of 2020. And then I just got my ass kicked again this week. <laughs> yeah, And it's just like, here we go again. Well, you know, it's, it's also the end of the year. And I think, That's that, I think it's typical it's that just like, it doesn't even feel like it's been a year. I'm so confused. Right. Well, and it's not like we're all going to be able to like really sort of like celebrate the holidays celebrate the holidays the way that we used to and i think there's probably some stress there that's i think so too i just want i'm craving normalcy and part of normalcy is sex i think um if you're lucky but unless you're me (laughs) well sex with yourself okay (laughs) um okay let's read some more messages we totally have sidetracked i think i hope that a lot of you guys are not feeling what we're feeling, but I assume most people are. I yeah. think this overwhelm is pretty consistent across the board from everyone I talk to. Um, so just know that we're all in this together and let's figure out some ways to make this a little bit easier. But this is from Tiana and she said, it helped after it was over. This is about the election again. My anxiety was through the roof while they were counting the votes, which made it super hard to want to do anything sexual at all. That's how I felt. Like I was just like in complete overwhelm. I was like crying on certain nights because I was so overwhelmed with emotion. And to me, I feel the divide. Like I just yeah. feel it. And like I'm an empath. So I pick up on energy everywhere. And it's just like, even when you're going to the grocery store, you feel it right now. Like, and it's just too much for me. Like yeah. I need us to be Americans again, that, that stand by each other. Yeah. And maybe that's going to look completely different too, because, and it needs to, you know, like, I don't know that we've stood as much together as maybe I thought we were, but very openly we're not together right now right. and so i'm really hoping that we can get back to that because of the emotional overwhelm this is from sarah she said it hurt my relationship i'm so so emotionally exhausted to a point i have never been before that's how a lot of us feel from kirby she said it definitely hurt haha ha, this was so stressful <laughs> yeah um, this one says for Jennifer, it helped. My husband is very politically informed and loves when I talk politics. So that's like their little aphrodisiac oh, there, <laughs> especially since we are 99% on the same page of our political views. See, that's where you're like, you said it's connecting, but could you imagine in a, like in a country that feels divided right now, if your household was also divided? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you got any messages about that but i would be curious if anybody listens any listeners out there like if your household is divided mm-hmm. what that was doing for your sex and just like your relationship in general yeah there were there were a couple i'm looking for one but oh here it is i would say it hurt but only temporarily because i'm a trumper and the boyfriend is a bidener only hurt us for a week or so though that's good they could let it go that fast yeah 
Because I know we've had some people in our friend group even who have really struggled with this like differing opinion situation because it feels so opposite ends of the scale. Like there's no middle ground this year. Right. You know, like there usually can be like, okay, I can give you that one because I think this and y'all can like meet somewhere in the middle. It doesn't feel like that at all right now. I guess unless you're like hate fucking all the time. <laughs> right. Which can be fun. Uh Okay, so then this said, oh my gosh, it's freaking killing my game. I'm 53. The majority of men I meet are supporters. <laughs> Look, this is not my opinion. I'm just reading messages just for anyone who's about to be bitchy. But it says the majority of men I meet are supporters supporters of the Dorito in chief. <laughs> <laughs> they were angry before. Now they are sad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so funny. Um I've always heard him called the Cheeto, not the Dorito. Oh, switched it up for you. Helped. This one from Patrick. Help. Nothing better than a good, fun way to relieve some stress. That's such a dude thing to say. Right. <laughs> it helped. On Saturday, the day we found out Biden was elected was a very good night, a celebration. So I do think there was a couple. If you are if you voted for Biden and Biden won, obviously, there's like a sense of celebration that I don't think anybody has held or felt this whole entire year. Well, I mean, I just counted. I was about to say, what are you What's counting? nine months from oh, November? Like, We need to call these Biden babies or Biden something? Biden babies. <laughs> um, this one says, when the results came out, it helped. Because as a woman, I felt empowered and emotional because finally a woman was elected to one of the highest offices in the land. I am a very independent woman. So to, so to see a woman in such a high office was sexy to me, and I was ready to go. <laughs> she got out the pencil skirt and the heels Stella that got, night. Yeah. Like, Let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> Stella got her groove back is what that wow. sounds like. Um, this says sort of related uh, this is see that's not about there, a lot of people started writing it about how just this year in general has really taken the the sales out of their sex life and that's always interesting to me because there's two ways it's the same thing there's two ways i think this could go you're at home more so you're having sex more if you're in a relationship maybe um we also mentioned a lot of our friends got into relationships because mm -hmm. of the covid stuff so there's been more sex I had a for friend them get engaged to a guy that she met she um met him two days before they went on lockdown what? and she they started i think it was two days or maybe she'd gone, gone on two dates with him um, but they started quarantining together at the beginning and they just got engaged last week. Oh my God, that was fast. Yeah. Damn. I mean, it's been, they're mm. also like, today's his 50th birthday. Okay, she's so in her 40s. So they're a little older. Like, he's he's been married before too. But you know, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I think like that can go either way because you could start having more sex or you could be so stressed out and overwhelmed by all the crazy insanity of this year that you just don't want to ever have sex. Right. You could also just be tired of your being around your partner where you're, yeah, like, you're like, oh, don't touch me. Yeah, get away. <laughs> um, this one says it helped so much to celebrate new beginnings and new leadership hurt because we were so stressed all the time. Um, there's another one. So stressed. I never want to have sex. So I found a lot of these to be like the overwhelming information was just like people don't want to have sex when they're stressed. Hmm. Which is funny because you do like you would think that sex could be a nice distraction sex and um, you know just a release of stress. Um, but I, guess I it depends. 
Yeah, I, I just, I guess though, if you're so in your head about what though is happening in the world, that maybe it's just hard to connect, you know, one on one with your partner in a way that makes the sex good or mm-hmm. like even feel important. I will say last week, I did not feel it. Overall this year, I think it has helped to connect with my partner because also it's helped me to not feel, we talked about this before, like I think I would have felt very isolated if I wasn't in my relationship during this quarantine period. And so like connecting with him in that capacity, it was like a relief and it is a release for your body, Mm -hmm. you know? And so like, that's a stress relief, but I can completely understand. Like I, like I said last week, I was so just shut down. Like I couldn't, I couldn't connect to myself. Does that make sense? Like when you're just so overwhelmed and stressed and like, it, I think I thought like maybe election night it would just be over which is such wishful thinking and so the way it got so dragged out was just like here we go again we nothing go, yeah. can be fucking easy this year and like I'm just tired and you just get overwhelmed you just get so overwhelmed yeah. so I found this article it's on good housekeeping they talk a lot about the, the relationship between stress and sex and um, there's tips that they gave that I actually thought were really helpful to if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling super stressed, here are some things you can do to enhance your sex life again, because as you're saying, it can be a stress reliever. So you don't want to just completely shut yourself down to it. It's just like, how do you get to the other side of what you're feeling to be able to connect and um, be with your partner again. And the number one thing they say is talk to your partner. Like your partner might not be aware of what you're feeling. And so if you're not talking about it, then you're just internalizing the stress even more. And a lot of times I think we take things out on the people closest to us. Yeah. So the more stress, the more overwhelmed, you're snippy, you're like, ah, with your partner when it's not usually their fault. Even. Oh, there's usually less space to like filter too. Uh, right now. Oh, because you're just together yeah, all the time. You're together. Yeah. This one says make time for sex. Chip's favorite thing. Schedule sex. <laughs> Schedule sex. But they say sex isn't just about penetration. Oh, the this is they talk a little more about scheduling later. This is actually like take the time. Like, don't go into the back and say, Okay, we got five minutes, let's bust this out really fast. Right. Like take the time. Sex isn't just about penetration, making time for sex play and the to feel sexual is essential. And it doesn't come with the stress feeling that you need to achieve orgasm. So like if you're just trying to rush it, that's just adding even more stress. Right, that's like, stressful too. Enjoy prolonged foreplay, intimate massage, or just cuss cuss and kittle I love when that happens (laughs) kiss and cuddle to lower the stress levels that's great I love that quick sex quick sex god is a great boost for your mood to set the alarm for 10 minutes earlier okay little morning sex for you ditch the technology that was my thing last week I was literally on my phone every fucking second yeah like what what's the update what is this person doing now? What are they saying on CNN? What are they saying on Fox? Like, I was just like all over it. I was really happy to not have TV last week. I think that was really yeah. smart to just kind of shut it down. Cause it really, really got to me. And especially like you don't even like, I would say to myself, okay, just take a break. Don't check for a couple hours. And then I just, my body's just like doing it. Yeah, I'm not even thinking I'm yeah. doing it. This says masturbate more. Hmm. 
which we're going to actually give. I want to talk about last week's episode because I got a lot of feedback about it and you and I haven't really had a chance to right. to download about it, which was it, really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, it says sex and masturbation are great stress relievers. So make a little me time when you're feeling stressed. When we think of sex, our brain releases dopamine, a chemical that gives us the feeling of pleasure, lowers our blood pressure and creates a feeling of well-being. Get more sleep. Yes, we all know that I yeah. mean, people and I try to do this too, but we downplay how important sleep is, but it's important for everything. Yeah. And mm. I, I, for the last couple of weeks, like have not been setting an alarm and just kind of been letting my body do what it needs to do. Interesting. And what's funny is, is like, I feel like I actually wake up earlier. You do without mm-hmm. setting an alarm. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a result of stress, like my right. body, like or my mind thinking that I need to be waking up or if because I've relaxed myself, I haven't felt like I need to be hibernating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just have wanted to sleep so much lately. I don't yeah. know what that is. Well, the daylight saving thing, too, has probably totally. thrown us for a little bit. But There's a lot. Yeah. This one says, talk to your GP. I guess your general practitioner. Mm-hmm. It took me a second. <laughs> your giner. Yeah, I was like your gynecologist penetrator. What? <laughs> that is what sort of happens when you go to your gyno. But okay. Um, anyway, simply recognizing stress as a contributing factor or the cause of sexual problems can be enough to help you. Just talking to someone outside of your family can help you put your life into perspective. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I think it's like any problem. You have to recognize there's an issue and... Like, I love the whole talking to your partner thing because it's yeah. just like, hey, I'm so overwhelmed. And like, it's not that I don't want to have sex with you. I just like, I can't, I just, I'm like, my body is completely shut down. But when the part, when two partners don't see eye to eye politically, Ugh. the talk to your partner thing becomes so much more complicated. I feel like if you were in a household that, was divided this year you guys just got to take a break from each other yeah so i <laughs> until things smooth out speaking of so yeah. there's a, there's an article on inc.com um okay. that they did a there was a, a nationwide poll it was uh, wakefield research found that one in ten americans which is 11 percent um to me that would be 10 percent, but um and one out of five millennials have uh, ended romantic relationships over political differences Three out of 10 Americans have experienced a negative impact on their relationship due to general political climate. One in five Americans and three out of 10 millennials know a couple whose marriage or relationship has been negatively impacted due to President Trump's election. So this is this survey was done pre this election. Okay. Okay. Um, a third of the individuals who did not support Trump say that they would consider divorcing their partner if they did wow yeah um the level of relationship difficulty resulting from the trump presidency is nearly on par with finances which is often cited as the biggest source of relationship stress. that's true i've heard one that. out of five couples fought about trump's policies more than money and about a quarter of those survi- uh, surveyed say trump's election win has led to more political disagreements arguments with their partner than ever before well i think you and i have talked about this a lot i know amongst our friend group and stuff this and what we were saying earlier about it being so divided this year is it's different than every other year because i think when you see a person vote on the other side of you you have this recognition recognition that maybe your core values are different right that's what hit me this year was like not necessarily like, oh, you know, agree to disagree kind of vibe. It was like, oh, shit, this person that is in my life feels so completely differently than me. Then, like, how are we connecting on any level? Right. Because, like, these core issues 
are so different. Well, and there was an, I like breezed through a story in the New York Times and, you know, there were examples of couples that like had been married for years. Yeah. And politics wasn't anything they ever really talked about. Totally. And I wonder if some of that had to do with um, the fact that for the first time, truly a non-politician was in the White House. Oh, interesting. Whereas before it was like, you could kind of like, um, understand that there were going to be differences, but like sure. it was all just politics. Like suddenly it was like for, and I know this was true for me. I'm like, this is so beyond politics. It's so beyond politics that, this year. Um, that is why I struggled with people that had a yeah. different view of yeah. me. Like it, like I was like, I don't give a shit about taxes at this point. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about mm-hmm. like this is about fucking being a good human or not being a good human. Mm-hmm. And so. If you take that into a romantic relationship and you're like, you don't think that children in cages is a problem? Or you think that sexually assaulting a woman is not a problem? Like, that is core. Like, that is fundamentally at your core. Right. So how do you build a relationship? out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like if you were married and it's never really come up before. That's interesting to me, though, because like I don't see how that happens either as an adult, how you don't talk about politics ever. But maybe it wasn't so divided and you're just kind of like, ah, we just disagree. And some people are just like, fuck it. I want tax cuts. Sure. I don't care about the other shit. Like, sure. And so if that is the case, then I could see where it would be easier to be like, I mean, past. you're still the person that I love. Like, yeah, of course. You like, know, we just have different. Like, of course, yeah, I think sexual views. assault is terrible and children in cages is terrible, but I'm more worried about my taxes. Right. But what your other point is, is like this, or what my point was, is this, it's just such a core values thing that I think it can really yeah. weigh on a relationship. So anyone out there, I mean, I hope it's mostly like the one message we got about the her boyfriend being or she's being a Trumper and her boyfriend being a Bidener that they can just move on after this week. And yeah. I hope that's how the whole thing goes for our whole country. And you know what? When in doubt, masturbate apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak away and diddle your bit. Yeah. So speaking of that, so did you listen to the episode did, last yeah. week with Dr. Yarian? What were you thinking? Well, first of all, I didn't know anything about him uh-huh. and I could tell that he was, uh, he was older, Yes. which like a kind of blew my mind. He's amazing. Though, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, kind of my, I thought it was going to be like this, like young person. <laughs> like, um, who's like, yo bro, here's what you do. And it's right. not, no. Um, and and he wasn't like like I also think too why I was like sort of thrown by it was he wasn't like um, rigidly clinical about it either. No, like he used terms like "get off." Yeah, and, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. I I really enjoyed the conversation. I you know it's it's funny because we talk about communication a lot, I know. and it really does come down to that. And he you know he um he brought up the point of taking you out of how to avoid an argument about mm-hmm. these things because truly, and it's like, I think it really applies to almost anything in life. Like if you're in a relationship and something isn't working for you, you have to approach it of why it's not working for you. Like you can't totally. be like, you do this and you do that and blah, blah, blah. And you're masturbating too much. It's gotta be like, well, I recognize that you masturbate a lot and this is what it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. So then, then that person can take that information and be like, oh, I didn't know it was affecting you in that way. Exactly. And then process it and figure out a solution. And I love that he pointed that out because it is so like, 
especially when like you, you, the particular topic is talking about like someone hiding in a room and masturbating 10 times a day like that is something that like would very easily be like why are you masturbating so much of course you know like to react in that way when well, you want to put the blame like i know for me in in any sort of relationship when something's impacting me i have these feelings I immediately, my natural instinct, and I think this is a very human instinct, is to go, what they're doing is making me feel this way. And like the reality is we all have our own feelings and our own reactions based on our own experiences in life. And so, yes, what someone's doing, you like, you could not like a certain behavior, but like your reaction and your feeling is completely your own and of your own experience. So I, I do, I love the same thing that he he really put some emphasis on like communicating that from that standpoint and not getting accusatory. Like that's never going to go well. Right. It just doesn't. I mean, trust me, I'm saying that from experience. (laughs) Well, and the truth, and the truth is, is like, you know, it's, I I think too, um, when we approach issues in our relationship of like looking for someone to blame, then you go down that spiral of like, um, you're putting the why in there and like you're creating all these situations whereas really what you just need to say is like hey man i don't feel good at, like that doesn't make me feel good like can you explain to me why you do it and it could literally be simple it's like oh my god i didn't like didn't i didn't even realize know. it affected you like well especially with this topic because i think there's so many stories we can make up in our head about why someone would do this or like if you've had a past experience like mine where it was an issue within a relationship then you really can spiral out of control with it and it's very it's seems like even more important to have the conversation within your relationship and I love that he pointed out every relationship so different like some relationships might be like yeah no porn no masturbation that does not work for us other relationships may be like sure I don't give a fuck about that do do it as much as you want Yeah. yeah and so I think it's really important I also loved that he pointed out it's not a one-time conversation it's like something you're gonna have to do throughout your relationship and I started thinking through that like Oh, right. Because, you know, your relationship goes through so many phases. Like when you get married, you might be having a ton of sex. Or then like, what if there's a relationship where there's a lot of travel involved? And so you're not together all the time. After a baby. I mean, I know when I was doing all my fertility stuff, like I couldn't have sex. So, you know, like that would have been a good time. I mean, I don't, we weren't in a place to have that conversation really at that point. But like, if I was further within to my relationship, I might be like, hey, so what's our new protocol? Or let's like, have a conversation so that we both feel comfortable. Cause I do think as hard as these conversations are to have, because I think it's, it's a lot of people associate it with shameful behavior. Um, I'm hoping we're getting better about that, but like, I think they're really hard conversations to have, but I think the biggest issue for most people, if we're really being honest with ourselves is the secrecy. Totally. Like that's what makes me uncomfortable about yeah. it. The why is like you said, but if, you know, obviously you can't just masturbate sitting on the couch. You know, like you're not used to um, masturbating I mean, publicly. I mean, yeah, yeah, of course you could. But like you grow up and you you create a pattern of how you're going to do it. So it's right. like a guy and, and I can obviously only speak from the male perspective, but like a guy doesn't, you know, you're not just sitting around masturbating in front of your parents. No. So right. it's the idea of masturbating. Like you associate that with like hiding in a room somewhere absolutely so it's it's um not necessarily because you're not doing it because you don't enjoy the sex with your partner you're doing it because you feel like you want to get off Mm -hmm. and you 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 find yourself in a quiet room or whatever you know you you find yourself alone you're in a hotel room or whatever yeah um and it i mean i think 
like he even made the point like um when he was talking about like porn isn't a documentary it is literally just this thing that you know people have figured out like it's a quick way to like get off the lazy man sex is what he called it I, i loved that too actually that for me as a female helped when i just thought oh my god that makes so much it just clicked for me something of like I think as women, we can go, oh, they want to go look at this hot girl. And so then you start comparing yourself and it can feel like, well, why wouldn't he want to do that with me? Or like, you know, why would he take that route instead of like, come find me and let's have sex or whatever. And I thought about, I'm like, oh my gosh, because there isn't this pressure to like have to get someone else off either. There's a lot more emotional ties that happen that like, you know, you have to be connected emotionally. You can't just like phone it in or whatever. And right. so like, yeah, if you don't feel like doing that, you're just like, oh, I just need to get off. Yeah. That's just like the easy route out. I'm not saying that's like good or bad. It's it just prob- is. It's problematic when like he's choosing to not have sex with you anymore because, because he's jerking of off too much. Right. But like if he's still fucking you, like it shouldn't matter to you how many times he's jerking off a day. Really? Yeah. I mean, I Unless think everyone can like have their own. He's opinion. not showing up for work or sure. helping you with the kids, which were some examples that um, he, he mentioned. Um, yeah. I, I also thought it was really interesting that he pointed out that most guys like they don't, it's not even about the, like, yeah, they might think that woman's hot, but it's not about like, it's never about like them thinking that they're hotter than you. Like, right. It plays a completely different role. It's just, it's entertainment. Yeah. Like you said. And I mean, yeah, that's an interesting, it was a very interesting perspective. I really enjoyed, um, I didn't feel like he was like downplaying it, but I, not like it was more of like an ease about the conversation that helped me to understand maybe and not take things you know, like in certain ways. And I think that there's a lot of stuff that because it hasn't been openly discussed in our society in general, and there is so much shame and it is kept more private that we make up the stories. And, you know, as a woman, you're like, oh, well, he just wants to, you know, fuck a porn star, I guess. Like my boobs aren't as big as hers. Or you just start doing all the shit. And it's like, no, that's not really probably what's happening. It could be, but like in most cases, probably not. Right. So I just thought it was really interesting. Um, if you guys have not listened, it's the episode of At Casual where I interview Dr. David Yarian. He is a sex therapist here in Nashville. He's also been on the Velvet Edge podcast just to talk about sex in general. He's great. Like he was so informative. I also was kind of, it blew my mind when he said that sex addiction isn't uh, an official diagnosis. Yeah, I actually knew that. It's so interesting, isn't it? But see, to me, like sometimes stuff takes a long time to get into the DM. I think it's DSMV or whatever. That is the diagnosis thing. And that doesn't mean it's not real. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just think some things are slower. Like I think alcohol addiction took a long time for like alcoholics weren't put in there as a disease for a really long time. Yeah. But maybe, maybe there is something scientific is, um, in the fact that like, you're not going to go through a withdrawal from not having sex. Mm, You know, I don't know. I, 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 I honestly, I am the least scientific person when it comes to this. So, I mean, I I have no idea, but like that really surprised me because I've heard the term sex addict or sex addiction for, for forever. Yeah. Um, that it was, and he was kind of nonchalant about it. He was very nonchalant. He said something about like, um, it's, um, 
it's more about having an out of control relationship with sex. Well, I agree with that. It's to me, um, sex addiction is similar to like food addiction. Right. Like, so you're not going to stop eating. Right. So like, you're not going to stop having sex, but it's about finding a healthy relationship with sex versus a addiction to, I think what I know about sex addiction is it's mostly, they refer to it as an addiction to lust. And so like you're constantly chasing after that thing, whatever it may be, whether it's porn addiction, whether it's you just have to keep having sex over and over and over with multiple partners or, you know what I mean? So, um, but I do think I walked away from the conversation last week with Dr. Yarian about feeling about masturbation and even porn in a similar way to, to anything that it's about moderation. And I think Another thing is if you can get there with your partner, I think it's about honesty. And then if you can balance those two things, I actually think it could enhance your relationship in a lot of ways because everyone knows what they want a lot. He also brought up, you know, a lot of people like to do that together. That can be like a bonding experience or like if you travel, you know, there's always like FaceTime where you can do it together and like, that's another connecting way. And I don't know. I think that's just like, I'm really glad because I know these topics have been super, super scary to me in the past. And so I'm really glad that I feel like our society as a whole has a lot of healers and like, um, just researchers even coming out, talking about these conversations and giving us tools to navigate them in a more healthy way. That's not full of shame. Right. You know, because like our bodies are made to feel good. That's just it. Yeah. I mean, he talks about like in utero, we touch our genitals in our mouths. Exactly. That was another really interesting thing. So, I just don't want people to be so dug into a hole because I don't think shame helps anything. It doesn't make you want to stop something. It just makes you want to be more secret well, about and it. And I thought it was really interesting too because it made me think about sort of my path here. And to be quite honest, doing this podcast has opened me up yeah. so much to just talking about sex. Like there was a moment last week when it was like the the group of us that like went, we like hung out for a bit and then we all like went and took naps or something. And like uh-huh. at dinner, Mary Hilliard was like, would you like jack off and then take a nap? And I was like, yep. And <laughs> normally I would have been like, no, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, yep. And I think too, it's like our friend group has been, we've been a lot, like we're really opening up about talking yeah. about this kind of stuff right now. It's kind of normalizing but it. when he said, I mean, when he goes, I grew up in a house when I was like, my, the advice was don't have it. Well, like right. that was the extent of the sex talk I got. Right. Don't have it. Right. Um, in Which fact, is not realistic. I wonder if I still have the letter. My, so my, I don't, my dad never talked to me about it. And yeah. I don't even know if my mom really did. Um, but I, my dad left a letter in my car when I went to college or gave me a letter when I went to college that basically said like, when I went to college, the only thing I had to worry about was like STDs and mm-hmm. getting somebody pregnant. Mm-hmm. He, and now you can die from sex. Because AIDS was now oh, a thing. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that's an ominous fucking tone. Right. You know what I mean? Dark. Um, and it was, there was never a was like, conversation about like Don't even, die. yeah, but it was like, it was not a conversation of like, look, you're going to do this. Right. Just be careful. You know, it was almost like, don't do it. Which is not that our bodies are not made for that. It's yeah. really, really unhealthy. But I think it's a it's a pattern. Like that's mm-hmm. probably, he didn't know how like because of the weirdness and the shame around it. Like, I mean, I do think that like you know you go I, when I see people from more cultured countries, their approach and the way that they talk about sex is very just like matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go to France or England, there's like breasts on TV. Oh, I know. I wonder how America got the way we are. I think it was it was a More puritanical religious. sort of religious yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously there always, it seems to be the, where you go to the opposite extreme. And so there, there's a lot of like super extreme stuff too. And so I'm trying to find my way from not to completely shut down to not super extreme and finding somewhere in the middle. That's like an honest, open place about sexuality. That's like, Hey, I'm going to do this and I like to do it. And that I can talk to my partner about whatever it is that we're going through at that time, but like just be open and honest with each other and keep continuing to grow and just be realistic. Like you're not going to not have sex and like in your life and you're probably not going to not masturbate at some point, you know? Totally. So what you said just made me think of the lyric from follow your arrow by Casey Musgraves. So if you all don't know the song, it's, um, the, the first lyrics, it says, if you save yourself for marriage, you're a bore. Yeah. If you, if you don't save yourself for marriage, you're a whore Evil and a person. person. And it's yeah. like, it's true. It's like, know, you can't we win. have this thing, particularly in America where it's like, there's no in between. Mm-hmm. Like you either are a virgin or you're a whore. Totally. And that, which causes you to want to be quiet about the things that you're right. doing because there's this judgment that's floating out there. Yeah. So. I'm feeling a shift and I hope that I think our conversations the feedback I get from a lot of you guys on my Instagram is just, thank you so much for talking about this topic because I've wondered about this and like nobody's talking about it or I don't even feel comfortable talking about it, but us talking about it seems to be helping some people to feel just more to normalize it, yeah. you know? And so, Oh, the other thing he said, and I'm, now we're just like saying the whole thing. So you won't have to listen, but um, you should listen when he brings up the analogy of like, we go to the movies and we uh-huh. see movies like fast and the furious where people oh, are right. like drive, so good. they're driving cars to an insane degree, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't make anyone think that they need to go out and drive like that. 100%. So why watching porn, which is made to be entertainment, does it make like, are, are we, our brains are like, well, I need to fuck like that or, right. you know, it's, but that was such a good thing. Cause I do an, think great analogy. that the younger generations, because they've grown up with porn being so easy to access and all of this stuff, they start associating, Oh, this is how you have sex. Or that's how a lot of kids are learning to have sex. I mean, we had to like navigate our way through it, (laughs) but, um, I, yeah, if that's how you're learning to have sex, then, you know, I don't know, that would be really tough. And it, I said this in that podcast, but so much of porn is geared towards heterosexual men. And so if you're in any other category, I think it's like, wait, but what about me? What about me? What about what I like? And like, and those are the kinds of things that like you are left to your own devices to kind of figure out. And so that is important. Well, I think that brings up a really good point. And I, I would, I would almost say like urge parents to acknowledge, like, I think this conversation because porn is so like at your fingertips these days. Yeah. I think it's a really important conversation to have with your kids. Like they, now more than ever, like parents need to talk to their children about the way that they're going to feel and mm-hmm. like just sex in general and to warn them mm-hmm. not to like, don't watch porn. That's disgusting. But like to give it, to frame it like, like the fast and the furious. Yeah, example. This is, it's, it's a great example to like tell your kids. And it's, because otherwise, if they're scared to talk to you about it, they are going to believe that that's how sex is supposed to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So, Well, we're going to keep talking about it on At Casual. And if you guys have not checked out that episode from last week, it's with Dr. David Yarian. And the topic is, are porn and masturbation hurting or helping your relationship? So we got a ton of questions. I feel like that was actually 
probably one of the main topics that people have written in overall to us to talk about. And you and I were both like, well, we don't fucking know what's healthy. I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't ask us. So we had to call in the expert on that one. But um, you guys also keep all the questions coming. Chip, do you have anything else you want to like sign off with for this week? What are your weekend plans here, man? Oh, God. Well, tomorrow's my birthday. What? Oh yeah. my God. I just realized what fucking day yeah. it is. Yeah. You're right. I'll be 45 tomorrow. Wow. That sounds really old to me. Like it's is halfway it like to 90. Yeah. Well, Isn't that weird? That is weird. It's so it weird, weird to, to me. I mean, How are you feeling about oh, it? Oh, it's fine. It's just another day. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, but yeah, tomorrow's my birthday. Oh my God. I totally, yeah. totally spaced <laughs> on what this week was. I mean, I mean, I can't believe it's November. I don't even know what yeah, today is. So yeah. that's great. Um, well, I know we're working on a birthday celebration for you, so we'll figure out yeah. something to do, but we're going to have so to do hard. it in our, like we should all get our own like bubble balls, like <laughs> hazmat suits. Yeah. And just roll it's, around. COVID yeah. birthdays are just a little lackluster, yeah. but we'll do the best we can. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you and I we have can already... do a zoom celebration. Yeah. I thought about that too. What if I did a sign up on like all of my social media, like friends from afar, come <laughs> Let's do the biggest birthday party ever and like see how many people we can get on. A see Zoom. if you can set up a fan wall. All of a sudden, Chip thinks he's everyone got has fans. to pay. <laughs> Speaking of fans, we still haven't done oh our cameo. God, I'm so upset. We suck. We haven't done merch. We haven't set up our cameo. We have an account. We just we have, do have to do account. our video. Yeah. I can't do it today. I look like shit. It was the first time I've ever seen you with wet hair, not in the pool. <laughs> I look terrible. I cannot <laughs> even deal. This week has taken it out of my me. My hair is like green now Wednesday. too. Yeah, Chip has green hair. We get a lot of updates for yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this episode has been a little smorgasbord, but we're going to go get back to uh, CMA week here in Nashville. And happy birthday, Chip. Thank you. 45. 45. Big time. Um, you guys email us at, at casual at velvetsedge.com. I would love your feedback on the porn and masturbation episode. I feel like that was trying to answer a lot of y'all's questions. So let me know if we hit the nail on the head or if you have more. Um, you can also slide into my DMs at Velvet's Edge. Chip is at Chip Dorsch. And we will keep you posted on our cameo names. <laughs> TBD, TBD, TBD. Um, what? The, the little couple letters got jumbled at the end there. Um, all right. Well, you guys have a great weekend, Chip. Have a good birthday. Thank and you. always remember. Act casual. Bye. Bye.